There was one man who Jesus himself said was the greatest man born of woman. As we study through the life of John the Baptist, we will discover why God used him in such a powerful way. Join us now for today's study. Today, we're going to witness a spiritual chain reaction. We're going to see how one man's witness for Christ multiplied by God's power to become the early New Testament church. You know, God can use one individual to set so much in motion for the Lord. Wouldn't you like to be that individual? And you may not always see it, oh, but you're going to meet it someday at the nail-pierced feet of Jesus. We have a lot to look forward to, my friend. We're studying in John chapter 1 about the first witness, which was John the Baptist. But I want to show you today the rest of the chapter. If you have your Bible open to John 1, you could mark these names in your Bible. Uh, but just listen very carefully, if you will. We read yesterday John chapter 1 and verse number 35, where John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. All right, so right now we have one witness. That's John. Verse 37 says, And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. So now one becomes two. Do you see already how God is setting something in motion? In verse 38, Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelt, and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. And one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. So we don't know who the other disciple was, but we know at least one of the two was a young man by the name of Andrew. Now, listen to the, the next step, verse 41. He first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. So John the Baptist speaks. Andrew becomes a follower of Jesus. Now Andrew goes and finds his own brother Simon which, I might add, is a good place for all of us to start. We ought to begin our witnessing at home. No one's a better Christian than the Christian they are at home. So begin with your own family. I know that can be hard, but go after your own lost family members and seek to point them to Jesus Christ. When you come down to verse 43, the Bible says, The day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find a Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, listen to this phrase, the city of Andrew and Peter. Why would the Holy Ghost tell us that? Why is that important? Well, I believe that Andrew and Peter were used by Christ to make the connection with Philip. So John the Baptist tells Andrew, Andrew tells Peter. Now Andrew and Peter go after Philip, and now it is beginning to mushroom. Can you see the multiplication? And guess what? It doesn't stop. Verse 45, Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. You see, it's the most natural thing in the world that those who receive relay. That those who get the gift of salvation want to share that with other people. And so Andrew begins with his own family. And then Andrew and Simon Peter are taken to familiar environment. Where is that? Their hometown. Sometimes people think they have to be a missionary to be a witness. They've got to go halfway around the world. 
Friend, if you won't cross the street, then going across the world is not going to make you a witness. Begin where you are, on your job, in a school classroom, on your street where you live. Providentially, God has you where He wants you at this moment. Let Him use you right there. And then Philip goes after a friend. He goes after Nathaniel. Can you think of any friend right now that needs Jesus? You should make a list, a soul winning list, a prayer list, and a witness list and say, by the grace of God, I want these people to come to the Lord and I want to be used of God to bring them to the Lord. And then there's a temptation to think, well, maybe it stops there, but it doesn't. When you come to chapter 2, verse 1, Jesus goes to a place called Cana of Galilee to perform His first marriage uh, miracle. Do you remember when He turned the water to wine? And so there in Cana of Galilee, He's going to do a great thing. Did it ever dawn on you where Nathaniel was from? In John 21, we learned that Nathaniel, we just read about, was Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee. <laughs> Jesus had said to him, you're going to see greater things than these, Nathaniel. And for starters, I'm going to take you to your hometown. I'm going to perform a miracle and many are going to believe on me there. I believe Nathaniel was used of God there in his own hometown and he learned a lesson. God can use you right where you are. And on and on and on the story goes. And so you have the beginning of the Lord's original 12 disciples. This is, this is the initiation of the first ones. Others are called. Others continue to follow. Soon, not only are there the 12 original, and now there are several hundred who are following Him. By the time you come to Acts chapter 1, there are 120 gathered in an upper room. By the time you come to the day of Pentecost, 3,000 are saved. By the time you come to Acts 4, the Bible says several thousand come to faith in Christ. And by the time you come to Acts 6, 7, and 8, the Bible says it is multiplying and it just simply uses the word a multitude. In other words, more than could be numbered. Now God knows every one of them by name. But what is going on here? A spiritual chain reaction that was set in motion by one witness. And I want to ask you, what are you believing God to use you for? What do you believe that your one witness this day to one sinner could set in motion for the glory of God. Francis Dixon pastored the Lansdowne Baptist Church in Bournemouth, England. And uh, before his death, Dixon gave a most amazing story, a most amazing illustration. He told the story of a man named Mr. Noah who once stood in his church and testified that he'd traveled to Australia on business. And he met an old man on George Street in Sydney, Australia who asked him about his eternal soul and witnessed to him and was the means of his salvation. Well, Dixon thought that was wonderful. Later, Dixon was preaching in Adelaide, Australia, and a lady came forward to be saved, and she said to Dixon, a man on George Street in Sydney told me about Christ, and I've been under conviction. And so he's starting to, to hear the same place and man mentioned. He goes to Perth to preach, and a deacon there took him to lunch and told him the story of his salvation and told him about a man on George Street in Sydney who witnessed to him. Dixon went on to speak at the Keswick Convention. He addressed 7,000 people. And he relayed those three accounts. When he was done, six people came forward to testify. They'd all been witnessed to by the very same man. Dixon was later speaking in India. And he asked an Indian missionary how he got saved. This Indian missionary said, Well, I was visiting in Australia representing the Indian government. And I met an old man on George Street in Sydney, Australia who told me about Jesus. Dixon traveled to the West Indies to preach. He shared the story. And there he met four people in the West Indies who had met and been witnessed to by the same man. Dixon came to the United States and met a naval chaplain who said that his ship docked in Sydney, Australia 
and the same old man on George Street had told him about Jesus. By this point, Francis Dixon was consumed with finding out who this man was. He traveled to Sydney, Australia, and he asked a preacher friend there if he knew more about an old man on George Street that witnesses to everyone. And the preacher smiled and nodded and said, Oh, yes, that's Mr. Hall. He said, I want to meet him. The preacher took him to his home. They found him. Francis Dixon relayed to the old man, Mr. Hall, the accounts that he had heard around the world of people who had come to faith in Christ. When he finished his story, the old man broke down and began to weep. He cried like a baby, Dixon said. And here's what the man said. He said, Many years ago, I was a wicked sailor boy. One night, I had an encounter with God on the high seas, and I was converted. I promised God that I would seek to witness to ten people every day of my life. And for the last ten years, every day, I've walked the streets of Sydney telling people about Jesus. I've been doing it faithfully. But here's what he said. He said, I had never heard if anyone I'd ever talked to had come to faith in Jesus Christ. (laughs) My friend, can you imagine what we're going to meet at the judgment seat of Christ? You don't know how God is using you. You don't know what God could accomplish through your one witness. But you know this, God can use you if you'll let Him. God wants to use you. Would you pray today that the Lord would use you to set something in motion that will last not only in this world, but for all eternity? Thank you for joining us for today's study. On our website, scottpauley.org, you'll find a link through which you can invest in the gospel. Would you consider giving a gift to help us extend God's word to others? You'll also find many other encouraging resources. Until we are together again, may God help you enjoy the journey.